Hi, I'm Rachel. And I'm Matt. Welcome to the Strange and Beautiful Book Club. It's time for another episode, a Vampires of 1979 episode. And boy, it's a doozy. <laughs> uh, we just watched Dracula Blows His Cool, or as the DVD menu said, Dracula Loses His Cool, even though the DVD cover said Dracula Blows His Cool. It's a foreign film. Uh, it's translated from... It's yeah, dubbed. German. Yeah. And it led me to a question. And I know we sometimes open like this. And I wonder if there's listeners out there who are like, oh, God, here we go. <laughs> Just get to the movie. Just get to the movie. No. So it led me to this question. You know how sometimes they dub? So this whole thing was dubbed horribly, <laughs> horribly dubbed and not subtitled at all. Just dubbed. And some of the characters had bad accents. And I wonder, in the original German, did they have accents? Like, did the Count Stanislav have the... I don't get the impression that they thought very hard about it. Uh, but you know what? This happens in other movies and things that we watch where... They are dubbed, and some of the dubbing has accents, and some of the dubbing does not. And it's entirely possible that in the original German, he had a Transylvanian They accent. were trying to reproduce the same accent. sense yeah. of an accent. Yeah, like in I Am Your Man with Dan Stevens, mm -hmm. where he is an entirely German film. And he's speaking German, but he's speaking German with a British accent. And so somebody asks him, what's up with the accent? Okay. Which you lose sometimes when, you, when you're listening. I, we're, we're all about subs, not dubs. But sometimes you lose it because you can't tell they have an accent unless somebody makes a remark about it. So I'm wondering if in the original German, these people had these horrible accents. <laughs> or maybe they were believable in the German version, and they're horrible in the dub version. I don't know. It sort of lended a uh, a a sort of veneer of extra comedic yes. value. That's a, I think that's a good way of saying it. Thin, that's a generous description. Thin it was funny. Okay, this movie was really funny. It was intended to be funny, even better. Ooh, it was funny on purpose. This felt like the great granddaddy of the Austin Powers series with vampires. Yes. Where nudity was like a thing you could do. <laughs> it was Austin Powers with actual boobs, not just the, you know, the sex bots. The constant jokes about, or yeah. like the implication of, oh, here are some. I would actually say the humor was slightly less raunchy. Than Austin Powers. Oh yes. In terms of like straight up raunchy, I think uh, most of the nudity was not as sexualized as the like implied or near nudity in yeah. Austin Powers. It really felt like this is cool. Like we can do this. This is just the thing we do. We're wearing revealing clothing, but we're not actually wearing any clothing at all. And of course, it's not an American movie at all. It didn't have any kind of American pass through. It had no, it need, did not need to be palatable to an American audience in an even small, small sort of way, which is why literally I don't think there's a woman wearing a shirt, except maybe the little old lady. Uh, Mrs. Nutcracker. Yeah, the little old lady. Well, there's another old lady. Oh, and the mother. Yeah. But other than that, if they wear a shirt, it's uh, temporary at best. Yes. <laughs> there's, 
a lot, a lot of female nudity and no male nudity. I don't even think we got a guy with his shirt off. Maybe once. Um, yeah, we had a couple scenes where there was a naked guy, but at most we are, we only saw butt cheeks. Yeah. Butt cheeks. So we open. Um, and the opening is really setting this tone. And it's the tone we're going to have through the whole movie. And it's a woman chained to a wall. Topless. And then we cut to her on a torture rack in an itty bitty little silver thong. And two women poking her. Waving swords around. Waving swords around. Maybe almost branding her. I don't also know. Also topless. Also topless. And then we pan out. We go mi- from micro to macro. And so we're, we're getting like a horror torture vibe. Right. P- and people are sneaking but, in. But sexy horror torture. Yeah. Because <laughs> they're naked, I guess. And then we zoom back. Right. And we find out it's like a... It's Film an adult, photography. It's an adult photography thing and that none of this is actually happening in fact the lady sits up on the torture thing and goes uh can somebody get me a cigarette so clearly this is like a eh. and in the meantime um somebody who we find out later is boris but it's renfield renfield steals some blood from the local like oh the blood drive yeah blood drive and sneaks it back to the castle, which gives these two people who we don't know who they are yet an excuse to sneak into the castle, which we find out is a discotheque palace of pleasure. And so they decide to steal evidence to incriminate um, Stan, the owner of the castle, for having what amounts to a sex club. And so they steal this probably three foot tall dick statue. Yes, very large penis. Statue. Statue. Made of plastic or fiberglass or something, because they just pick it up and carry it off. And I'm not going to lie and say I got what was going on. I probably got 80% of this movie, because it's not subtitled. It's dubbed horribly at different volumes and different amounts of clarity. And sometimes the translation was minimal at best in terms of... uh intelligibility but i think they find a secret room under the castle which is where the family uh like the castle owners stan his family has owned the castle for generations and his family members are buried in this secret tomb yes his ancestors yeah and the only thing i got from this whole section is the guy the blonde guy who always has a superman t-shirt on who says that Boris makes the Phantom of the Opera look like Mickey Rooney, which felt like a lot of references all in one sentence, and it jumped out at me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, the, oh. They were, I think they were okay. trying to be clever there. There was a lot of American pop culture references, like the Superman thing. Right, and if and someone could explain the Mickey Mouse thing, that'd be great because the lady has. <laughs> <laughs> negligee like lingerie Mm -hmm. and then later she has an inflatable mickey mouse and she is making the joke here's the pussy something about here's the mouse where's the pussy is what she says yes yeah yeah but is it all for just that joke is there some larger joke here that i'm missing because i'm not german i don't understand um does uh disney know does Disney know that there's a movie, a sex movie with a Mickey Mouse negligee in it? Because she should. Okay, anyway, we're gonna get there. Well, we we open with some pretty, um, pretty funny gags. I guess we have this giant dick statue, which provides a lot of mileage for a while at the very beginning, because uh, we find out that Mrs. Nutcracker, who is like the neighborhood busybody is trying to get them shut down. And so she has it at school with her. And this lady shows up to ask, oh, are you wrapping the present? We have to take it to this lady's 100th birthday party. Um, but she has to hide it before the lady gets in. So, But she has nowhere to hide it. She's in a classroom. Yeah. Full of, like, student desks. 
So she has to hide it under her long, her like floor length dress. Yeah. So she's got this dick statue underneath of her and we're making a whole bunch of, is it, you look stiff. Oh, man. (laughs) (laughs) I'm wondering how much of these are added in the American translation or like literally translate joke for joke. I bet this is even funnier if we spoke German. I bet there's a lot more clever humor. Oh, yeah. I bet this is snappy. I bet it feels a lot snappier in its original language. But, of course, we get a switch switch gag we go we get a lot of classic physical comedy gags mm-hmm. mixed with sex because we she takes out the um statue wrapped in paper and forgets something so she sets it down runs back in another guy comes out with a similarly shaped package and he had i think set his down to stabilize something yeah we'd seen him walking with it just a minute ago and he set it down and then she set hers down and he ran back and grabbed hers. And then she came back out and grabbed his. his. So he walks off with hers and she walks off with his. So he takes the now dick statue to a birthday party for a hundred year old woman. <laughs> and so she unwraps it quite happily and everyone else faints. But she goes, oh, it looks just like my late husband. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, Mrs. Nutcracker takes her package to the mayor to rat out the sex club. And she refuses to, to look at it. To get the mayor to shut down the whatever he's doing there. The pleasure palace or the whatever. Pleasure pa- yeah. I think she called it that. I think she was implying it was like a brothel. Yeah. But it's a, he's just. It's a discotheque where rooms are available. Like it's just. Right. If it happens, it happens, but we don't. But he's not, that's not where he's making his money. Right. Yeah. yeah. So she turns around because she doesn't even want to see this thing unwrapped. And when he unwraps it, it's a gnome. A garden gnome. And he's like, well, that's not, I've got one of those. And so we get another great. A bunch of dick jokes. (laughs) He's like, I've got one of those. The other guy goes, oh, we've got one in my garden, but it's about this big around. And the other lady goes, we've got one. And it's only about this tall. And she makes maybe like seven or eight inches. And she goes, we all have a lot of fun with it. (laughs) This is... (laughs) Of the euphemisms, uh, the the double entendres. Yes, it was. Um, it was funny. I can imagine this movie would be even funnier if I could have understood everything they were saying. Maybe on the second go round, and you just have to kind of squint at the boobs a little because they are, they are everywhere, uh, and full female nudity, not just boobs, but like completely naked women. Just walking around. Yeah. Driving through town. This is defined as a German sex comedy. Yeah. And there's actually not any graphic sex. There's just nudity. There's one sex scene, but there's no thrusting. (laughs) (laughs) There's no, like, implication of movement like they are doing. There's just them kind of laying. The only penetration is teeth in necks. Oh, thank you. Yes, for using that that word that we definitely needed to put in the podcast. And then (laughs) pretty soon um, our Count Stanislav. So if you caught that, Stan is the owner of the castle and Count Stanislav is his ancestor. Ancestor. And they are played by the same actor. And yes, we get a lot of mileage out of that. Because everybody keeps thinking Stan is Stanislav or Stanislav is Stan. And in fact, we have a dubious sexual encounter where Stanislav... uh, Stan's girlfriend thinks Stanislav is wearing a funny costume. Yeah. And tells him to go clean up. So he... Goes into the bathroom and cleans up. He does. <laughs> like <Yeah>. exfoliates and <laughs> moisturizes hair, and whatever. shower, yeah. But he wakes up and Boris has actually spilled most of the blood. And all he has is this one little pole. Poor Boris. And Dracula goes, what is this? A trans- transfusion for a midget? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> So then he's like, ah, oh, fuck this shit. I'm going to go. Like, he doesn't curse, actually. But he's like, I'm going to go, you know, eat 
there's I'm literally you can hear the music through the floor, which they complain about. They're like, oh, we can hear the music from the club all the time. And we're stuck down here. I'm going to go up like I'm tired of this. I'm going up. So he heads up. And this is when we get the he's in the bedroom or she's in the bedroom, actually. And she takes a shower and she's been dancing. We had quite a few. It kind of reminded me of Nocturna in that every time we had a dancing scene, it was too long. It was just too long. <laughs> Even with all of the fit young women on display, it was too long. It was too long for you. Okay. <laughs> you, you're probably not the target audience here. <laughs> it, uh, you know what? I'm not. I'm not mad at a pair of boobs, but there's there's a, an amount of pair of boobs that contribute to the story, and then there's just hey, look, another one. Ooh, guys, guess guess what? I got another one. <laughs> Um, and Stan's girlfriend is only wearing red paint. Red paint and a jacket. And hot pants. And hot pants. And her friend is wearing see-through pantyhose mesh top. Anyway, so she goes to wash off her shirt <laughs> in the shower. And this is when Dracula shows up. When we get the funny Dracula's trying to stalk her around the tub. He keeps missing. He goes out. But we, we get the stereotypical uh, vampire silhouette yeah. Up the wall. And that's like the biggest nod to the vampire genre, I think. Yeah. Like the, that and the capes, maybe. Nosferatu. I guess it's probably the biggest reference to Nosferatu. Yeah. And so she does her, ba her bath, which, again, reminds you a little bit of Nocturna, because immediately she comes out and starts putting on her after bath oil. Well, that's what you did. Which apparently. you must do. It is. It was a thing in 1979. Yeah. You take a hot bath. And then you take a hot naked, oil. <laughs> and then you rub oil all over yourself while yeah. still naked <laughs> in a very provocative way. <laughs> she is less exhibitionist about she it is. than Nocturna was. Yes, yeah, very it's much very less. much like I'm just putting my lotion on after my shower. And so Stanislav sneaks up behind her and she turns around and she's like, oh, Stan, gross. Get out of that stupid costume. Go take a shower. And he's like, oh, oh, okay. And so he goes and takes a shower. And then when he comes back out, they uh, maybe make love. It's kind of implied that they might make love. Um, bang. Um... And she doesn't know who he is. She thinks he's somebody else, which is actually the literal definition of of a literal definition of sexual assault. So, um, you know what? Folded in the rest of the context of this movie, it's the least of our worries. Because Stan does show up and she's like, oh, Stan, you left. Get back over here. We weren't finished. Mm -hmm. And he's like, oh, okay. And in the meantime... Um, Dracula's wife is roaming around trying to get somebody and she's just doing a bad job of it. And eventually somebody shoves a fish in her mouth. Like she goes to bite somebody. <laughs> oh yeah. It's the, the blonde guy with yeah. the Superman shirt. She's at the bottom of the stairs and she just opens her shirt. And he's like, <laughs> And he's Ooh. like, oh, okay. <laughs> I was like, what? they're everywhere. You could just go down there. There's like six You literally pairs. just came out of the club. <laughs> <laughs> Where they're like, but I think they're illicit. It's the illicit surprise bosom. boobs. It's illicit bosom. Yeah. So he's like, ooh. So he goes after her. And of course, this is and her And then hunting. she goes after him. Yeah. And he f pulls a fish out of a little, like. I don't know. It's, he just pulls it looks, a fish. It looks like a flower bed. Suddenly but fish. But it's like okay. uh, two feet fish. deep of water. Yeah. And he, f it's like a, a, a trough for like a horse yeah. or a cow or something. But there's fish in it. Yeah. And so he stumbles into it and then when he pulls his hand up he's holding a fish and he shoves it in her face when she tries to bite him right so she gets the line oh i hate fish <laughs> and actually during all of this nutcracker has come to the the spot to gather more evidence she's undercover we don't find out until much later that she has a motive here what's her motive did I miss that? Her original name. Oh, oh yes. Yeah. Her her maiden name. Yes. Von Helsing. <laughs> <laughs> but she's there to investigate whatever she's there to investigate. She's suspicious about something going on at this castle. And somebody roofies her? Like somebody pours uh something in her drink and there's a lady watching and she does this smile like, "Ooh, she's going to have a good night." And says nothing. Mhm. Mm 
just gonna just gonna leave that leave there. But she wakes up with Boris, so apparently she slept with Boris, <laughs> and she's like, "Oh no, what have I done?" And she's getting ready to leave when the mayor starts knocking on the door, and she can't be caught with Boris, so she ends up hiding under the covers on the bed. Uh, and so I think somehow Boris leaves and the mayor comes in. Oh, Boris has to go give a tour. And yes, so the, the mayor... mayor comes to get Boris because yeah. Boris needs to go do his job. Yeah. And then as and then the mayor the is poking around Boris's room. Well, this that girl comes down and she's hiding from her ex. The girl with the Mickey Mouse negligee comes downstairs yes. and she's hiding from her fiance. So she hides Mario. in that room. So she's bending the Sicilian, over. The Sicilian. Who's, <laughs> whose um, family is bankrolling yes. Stan's the whole project. Yeah. So she's got the door cre- cracked and she's looking through the door. And the mayor, who had been hiding, uh, sees her uh, tempting backside and he ends up squeezing her butt cheeks. <laughs> and she's like, oh, hi, mayor. <laughs> I didn't see you back there. And she digs it. Yeah, she's like, "Oh, well, man, jeez, we're all alone in a room here." <laughs> That's huh? you too, huh? And so, of course, the Sicilian ends up coming to the room to look for her too, and so she has to hide under the covers where Nutcracker is also hidden. So we get a lot of these really fun gags. We get a lot of verbal gags. I'm guessing this is similar to most '70s comedies, like we watched um, "Love at First Bite." And think of how snappy, like how comedic the dialogue was. Yeah. And also how many like classic gags we got. I'm guessing this is a the same feel. Like if we could listen to this. The same style of comedy. Yeah. The exact same like punchy dialogue, funny dialogue and these funny situations. Because, of course, when he pulls back the cover with the like, I know you're with my woman and he pulls the cover back. It's Mrs. Nutcracker. I said, yield two women in the bed trick. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then we cut to they're having another photography session, except this one is at the side of the lake. And so the women who are not getting taken, you know what? No, there's two women making out in the hay naked. And there's another woman with the long horn. What is that thing called? The oh, whatever the the alpine horn yes. thing. That <laughs> so, uh, it, all of them naked, of course. And then they end up leaving. Stan's like, "Oh, I gotta go. I gotta, I gotta go talk to this guy at the magazine." Well, so they'd gotten like out of the hay bale, yeah, and put some clothes on, and then Stan just kind of chatted with them for a moment, and then left. And then they all went over to this blanket spread out on the grass and took all of their clothes off again. Well, you don't skip the line because one of the naked women come over and she's flirting with one of the photographers. And Stan says, watch out, he's a virgin. And she goes, it's okay, I've got my teaching license. (laughs) But in an attempt to... um, get their foot in the door a couple of dudes show up the blonde guy whose name i never learn and a couple of the other recurring characters show up and steal the women's clothes and they're like i mean fucking fine and they're like like we're embarrassed let's steal their car so they steal their car still naked and then drive through town advertising for the discotheque in a VW Bug convertible with a speaker so that they can advertise for the discotheque naked driving through town. I think the one lady says, I'm not ashamed of my body. Anybody want to drive around? And they're all like, mm, yeah. And so they just run out to go and drive. And this is when we find out that Miss um, Van Helsing is actually, or that Miss Nutcracker is actually Van Helsing because she's made the connection between Stan and Stanislav, but she thinks Stan is Stanislav. Right. She thinks Stan, the the human, is actually the vampire in disguise. Yeah. And so she pulls out a cross and she holds the cross up and she goes, turn to shit. <laughs> <laughs> Which is why I think the dubbing maybe. <laughs> A well, little literal? The next time she does it, she says poop. Poo-poo. Poo-poo. Turn to poo-poo. 
And he just goes, you're crazy. And he walks off and she goes, oh, this stupid cross doesn't work. So she looks at the back and it's made in Miami. And she goes, oh, foreign merchandise. (laughs) (laughs) And then we get Dracula and his wife because Dracula had a good meal last night and his wife um, got a fish shoved in her mouth. And so she's complaining and he's like, you look terrible anyway. Have you just thought about taking care of yourself? And she's like, what? And he calls her an undead fish wife. And while the magic is sure gone, now that they're dead. And she's like, you're such an asshole. He kind of is. Yeah. But he still goes out for round two. Yeah. He goes up and she's like, well, fucking fine. I'm going too. And so they both head back out. And this is when we get more dancing. More really, really, really long dancing. Except it's twins dancing to the song Rock Me Dracula which I had stuck in my head. I don't know <laughs> what evil magic. <laughs> so, so Rachel says, how are they even staying in like their outfits, their leotards, whatever? <laughs> so one of them's not. <laughs> Did you not see it? No, I wasn't. There's so many. I, <laughs> I had boob fatigue. <laughs> but you're like, I will guess what would happen if it was like, totally not taboo at all is eventually you're just like oh another pair oh okay well it's not a special pair it's just a pair that's fine like when the lady finally opens her shirt and the guy's like "Ooh, well he just saw half the women in the club half the women in the club were topless the other half were just full ass nude i mean come on and yet oh look a, a pair i haven't seen yet I shall go yeah, investigate. Yeah, it's more enticing. Yeah. There's an air of mystery. Yeah, I guess that's... Yeah. But the blonde guy who shoved the fish in Miss Dracula's mouth, Miss Stanislav, I don't know, Miss Dracula's mouth, um, is on the hunt because he's realized that there's vampires in the castle, and so he's reading the Vampirella comic, and he's walking around like a cross and garlic and a whole bunch of stuff, and so he follows her... She goes into a room, so he settles down to wait for her to come back out. She comes out having changed into modern clothes, and he doesn't recognize her, even though she's She got herself all cleaned up. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> she changed into regular clothes, but she's still wearing the same cape. Right. And he doesn't recognize her. <laughs> but it's probably because of the scene earlier where ah, yes. he was talking to somebody about preparing and then he's, oh, he's at the bar. Yeah. And so he, he asks for vodka and he's filling up like He fills a his flat, canteen with his vodka. His whole canteen with vodka. And they're like, that's not holy water. He said, oh, that's not for the vampire. This is for me. <laughs> this is courage. <laughs> so he's he's been just chugging like just straight vodka for yeah. like half an hour. <laughs> so it's totally understandable <laughs> that when Mrs. Dracula comes out of the like shower, like prep room, whatever. Yeah. Uh, he's like, oh, hey. <laughs> <laughs> well, he he doesn't recognize her. And in while all of this is going on, Stanislav has found another woman and he's taken her to like the torture room, which is just open for people to walk around in. And Oh, so- I thought this was Stan's girlfriend again. Is it? I think it's Stan's girlfriend again. Oh, well, he bites her. A second time. A second time. He bites her, and people are walking through and they're like, oh, get it, man. All right. (laughs) Don't let me interrupt you. Don't let me interrupt you. (laughs) Okay. And then we go back to Olivia, who Olivia, I have in my notes here, is what we call Dracula's wife. Her name is actually Olivia. Okay. That's good to know. Yeah. And she is apparently better at vampire foreplay because she finds this guy and she's like, follow me. And so she gets him to go all the way up to this room with a bed. Oh, and, yeah, and when she's when she's like enticing this guy up the stairs, yeah. that's when Blondie recognizes her. Yeah. Finally. Yeah. And so he... Very carefully, very slowly follows them up the stairs. Yeah. And they, she actually like dances. They make out. He says, may I have this dance? And she goes, you may have them all. And when she first talks, you hear her down in the cave. And I don't know if they got a different dub 
actress or if I don't know, but she has the deepest female, like husky female voice. You may have them all. <laughs> it sounds like uh, I don't know. It, you know what? I don't know. It's that voice, that like 70s female voice where you just had this like really sultry voice because so many of them smoked. <laughs> but she actually gets like the sexiest sex scene, like the act, the only actual I would describe erotic scene in the movie because she has sex with this guy and then he's like, oh, you're going to be here tomorrow? And she's like, yeah, I'm here every day or every night. And he's like, great, I'll see you tomorrow. Yeah, I'm then. Not, I don't think she even like drinks blood from him. No, she doesn't. Or at least we don't. Yeah, we don't see her. We don't know because when the blonde guy comes in, she goes, I'm ready for round two. <laughs> she's like, that garlic, take it off. In fact, take, take it all take off. Take it all off, Boy Scout, is what she calls <laughs> Boy Scout Vampire Hunter. And then him, she bites. Yeah. Uh, oh, the name of this castle. I just feel like I should put this out here. We haven't mentioned the name of this castle yet. Did you catch what it was? I did not. Castle Von Screw. Oh, yes. Yes. I, I did <laughs> repeat the name when we heard it. <laughs> but through all this, finally Stan comes back and we have the confrontation where Stan realizes that the, his great-grandparents or great whatever, his ancestors, Count Stanislav and Olivia, are roaming about the castle. So there's actual vampires in the castle and they're all like oh shit what are we gonna do and he's like i'll tell you what we're gonna do we're gonna get a couple million more dollars we're gonna turn this place into a hotel and we're gonna make them part of the attraction <laughs> right my sicilian friend who's bankrolling all of this yes he's like mario get two more million from yeah. your family he's like we'll call it dracula hotel or intravenous inn or something and they're like, okay, okay. And then we cut to, I guess, a little bit in the future. And it's Mrs. Nutcracker. And so these people are driving up. And I think they're supposed to be American oh. tourists. Oh, one, another piece oh, okay. that happened when Mrs. Nutcracker got roofied. I don't think she and Boris had sex. Oh. Well, maybe. But she has a giant bandage on her oh, thumb. Yes. And he has like three bottles full of red liquid. Yeah. Because he's trying he's doing his best. Yeah. To get blood for Dracula slash yes. Count Stanislav. And and so that's why he roofied her. Okay. Is to drain her blood. Yeah. To give to Good point. the vampires. Yeah, is that better? And, no. And we get a scene <laughs> where he's delivering this blood. Yeah. But then Blondie comes down after Boris, sees the blood, knocks it over. Yeah. That's when he realizes, oh, because he thinks vampires. it's something else because yeah. he tries a sip of it. And that's when he realizes there's vampires there and when he gets all armed up to hunt the vampires. Yeah. But he like spills all the blood that Boris brought down. Yeah. So then once that again, keeps happening. they get out of their coffins, sarcophagi, yeah. whatever. Crypts? Yeah. They get out of their coffins, sarcophagi, crypts, whatever. And once again, their meal is spilled yeah. on the floor. He says 1972 was a bad year anyway. Yeah. Because. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Because Boris goes, here. Fresh from 1972, and he's like, Ugh, 1972 is a bad year anyway. But they've put it together. Stuff has happened. Olivia gets drunk because the guy who had the tequila in the flask is so drunk. She gets drunk when she drinks oh, yeah. his blood. She takes and a so, bite and says, ooh, 100 proof. Yeah, so she thinks Stan is Stanislav. She has Stan walk her to the crypt. She climbs in the in the coffin and closes the lid and that's when he's like oh shit there's actual Dracula actual vampires around but we finally the resolution to the story really is that they make it into a hotel and we cut to like the inside of a car and we're hearing the people in the car talking and I think they're supposed to be American tourists yeah. because the one lady goes oh man uh, why did we not go to Virginia Beach like why are we here <laughs> 
And I think they make another Miami joke. Okay. And then we drive up and um, Miss Nutcracker like bangs on the, like gets him to stop, bangs on the hood. And she like holds up a cross and she's like, you need this for your protection. Special today. Buy one, get one free. Only two ninety nine. So she's so I, hawking she, goods. On she the... has a uh, she actually has a story arc. Yeah, because she initially she has a suspicion there's vampires. Yeah, she pursues that suspicion and sneaks into the castle, and she finds out that yes, there are vampires here, and then she's trying to expose the fact that they're doing all this immoral stuff, whatever. And there's vampires and trying to get Stan and them all kicked out of the castle so that the town can be more reputable or whatever. But then rather than that happening, Stan is just like, uh, I just turned this bug into a feature. Yeah. And now I have a profitable hotel. And so she turns around and says, well... That didn't work. So I guess I'll just make money hawking crosses outside <laughs> the Dracula hotel. Right. And then when they're checking in, the lady behind the counter goes, please check all cheap foreign made crosses at the door. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then we get this jovial music and like a feeding montage of Dracula and Olivia or Stanislav I guess Stanislav and Olivia going room to room biting people and then brushing their teeth in between <laughs> and then we get like the music gets a little sadder and they're trying to squeeze toothpaste out of the tooth you know tube and there's not any left and it's like I'm so tired <laughs> tired of biting people <laughs> Right, I can imagine them <laughs> pitching this to Count Stanislav as like, yeah. hey, people are going to be here. They want you to bite them and just bite them and drink some of their blood. You'll get more blood than you've ever had before. And you don't have to worry about like disposing of any bodies or like being sneaky about it, whatever. People want you to be there. They yeah, they literally paid for this. here for and this. And Stanislav and Olivia are like, oh, oh yeah. yeah. Well, it. It's too much of a good thing. The, the shine wears off pretty quick. Yeah. Although before we finally get to the end, we do get a really off-color gay joke. Yes. Yes. They, um, man arrives and specifically requests Dracula, not Olivia, and then gets room 69. Oh, I didn't notice that part. Yeah, he's like, I'll be in room 69, but I don't want Olivia. I want the guy. And he's wearing all glitter. And I was oh, just yeah. like, oh, 70s. Okay. But Dracula and Olivia, or Stanislav and Olivia, they alternately call him Dracula and Stanislav. Um, they're out on this little bridge thing that goes between the second floor. It's clearly day, but it's supposed to be night because they can't be out during the day. But yeah. Whatever. And the, they go, what we need is a union. We should try collective bargaining. We should go on strike. <laughs> that was like, wow. The most so German movie German. ever. <laughs> <laughs> but Olivia finally goes, fuck the hotel. We've got our own deaths to live. And so they leave. And they let them leave. They know they're leaving. They're like, no, you can't go. Like, they make all of our money. And um, Boris goes, don't worry. He has provided for his descendants. Or his successor. His successor, yeah. So they're leaving, and they're in their little coffins. And then Stan is hanging out with his girlfriend, and his girlfriend bites him. And that's and the end of the fangs. movie. That's the end of the movie. Um, hmm. Okay. So... This is the fifth of eight movies that we have watched. This is the second straight-up comedy. I would argue that Nocturna was intended to be a comedy. Was it, though? Slightly. <laughs> there were funny parts. Okay, now I got myself confused. I think it's just the animated bat that sticks out in my mind. I think Nocturna was trying to ride that, like, romance sweet line. I think Nocturno was trying to be a drama. You think so? I think it was trying to be. 
Oh. Just like a poorly executed draft. Like they wanted to have a storyline in here. Yeah. Of like the character development, the growth, the. It kind of reminded me of of Warm Bodies, where it's like she falls in love and love saves her. It felt like a romance, maybe like a light romance. Like a Hallmark vampire movie with disco. <laughs> That's what Nocturna felt like. And then we watched, of course, uh, Frank Langella's Dracula, which was so serious. And then Nosferatu the Vampire, which was just so fucking serious. <laughs> even, <laughs> even more serious. Even more serious. Then we watched Love at First Bite, which was less serious. It was funny. It was a fun, it was an yeah. intended comedy. And then Nocturna, which was Meh, on the fence. That says drama. <laughs> I say romance. I, I, I don't it was know. Trying to be. <laughs> I, was, I don't think it was successful. So we got two straight serious movies, two straight up comedies, and then a uh, Nocturna. <laughs> <laughs> um. So apples to apples would be Love at First Bite and um, Dracula loses his cool or Dracula blows his cool, and I think thematically. Extremely similar. Of course, they're both a Dracula adaptation. Sort of. We don't get a lot of the Dracula myths, like the Dracula things that we have to do. The I don't drink wine. There's no wolves. He has Boris, but Boris is only loosely a Renfield. He really is just sort of employed at the castle. He probably gets free room and board. Yeah. And we don't really have... It's not scary. They don't kill people. It's all just like a meta. It's a the heavy metaphor for sex, but like kinky, cool sex. Slightly dangerous. Yeah, just that slight mm, a bit of danger. Because, I mean, they're going room to room biting people. And he's like, oh, if I even see tomato juice, I think I'll throw up. Because he's <laughs> so, so. <laughs> I, I mean, it's funny. And I imagine if we could I thought it was it, interesting. We don't see... Any blood. That's true. Like dripping from anybody's body. Yeah. The closest we get is blood in a bottle. I think the closest we get to blood like directly from a person's body is at the blood drive at the very beginning. But otherwise, biting people, drinking their blood a whole bunch, we don't see any blood on his face. We don't see any blood on anybody's neck. We didn't in Love at First Bite either. It could just be because, you know, it's comedy. We didn't yeah. see any bite marks either. Although they really committed with the chewing every time they had to do oh, yeah. that. <laughs> 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 All right, put your mouth on there and now just you know, move go, it around. Go a for bit. it. Go for it. Work it in. Yeah. I think, yeah, they were both really funny. I think that Love at First Bite was more holy Dracula. I mean, he starts out in the castle, he's got an actual Renfield. Um, and then this one is more like, hmm, we'll just lift the character and then we'll drop them in a new scenario. Right. And the, I don't, I wonder if the Stanislav name was just part of the like dub, like American. It's just a release. joke, Stan and Stanislav. Right. I'm wondering if they were like, oh, this American audience, we're going to need to give the, owner of the castle and his ancestor the same name so that these Americans can understand that they're related. <laughs> no, I imagine it's the and same And that's why joke. they keep changing Dracula and Stanislav. No, I think they're using Dracula as a word for vampire. Okay. Like Count Dracula is just a word, like a generic term for a vampire. Gotcha. Yeah. And we add the wife, which sometimes Dracula has wives, but she's more of like an actual I love you wife and less of a. Right. They, they're actually in a committed <laughs> long term relationship. Whatever the wives usually are. A harem. Yeah. I don't know. What, where would you rank this? Where would you rank this in your scale of what was what's still your most rewatchable 1979 vampire movie? The Frank Langella one. Yeah, we're still. Or the uh, Werner Herzog one. You would rewatch the Werner Herzog one? You know what? I would if I couldn't sleep. <laughs> if I was like, oh, I think I really just need to watch somebody walk on the beach. With, with the hand scene? 
Werner Herzog? Yeah. Yeah, with the long walks on the beach and the traveling over the mountainside and the rats. It was pensive oh. and thoughtful and slow, and we felt we literally fell asleep watching it. Or was it Frank Langella's with the hand reaching out? That's Frank Langella's. Oh, okay. Then Frank Langella's. Yeah. 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 Um, I'm going to go same. And I think for comedy, I liked Love at First Bite better. Um, but I would love, I'd love the opportunity to know German and watch this in the original <laughs> language. Because you know what? We get this perception of foreign films when we watch them dubbed. Because not all dub actors are great dub actors. Not all dubs are bad dubs. But... A lot of them are. And when you listen to a bad dub like this one, it makes it feel dumber than it probably actually is. Definitely. Yeah. And we get distracted by all the naked flesh on display. But culturally, that's because it's taboo here. Ultimately, the humor, I would say, is maybe even cleaner than Love at First Bite because we get a lot of sex jokes in Love at First Bite. About her being more satisfied with him. And, you know, we, we get yeah, the, a lot the of... the jokes in this in this movie, um, Dracula Loses His Cool, they're all euphemisms and double entendres. Yeah. And there's, there's not really any just, like, raunchy sex jokes. Yeah. It's all, like, pun, uh, pun misunderstanding jokes yeah apparently um there has been a bit of a backlash against the sex scene in oppenheimer and people or a lot of people think that actually gen z wants less nudity than there currently is like even the small amount of nudity that americans have right now is too much for gen z oh so they were up so in this Oppenheimer sex scene, they're upset about the boobs. Apparently. When there's there's a little bit of like I think you see some coercive overtones. Uh yes, you see him sitting in a chair. I haven't seen the movie. Yeah. I've I've seen people talking about the sex scene. I don't know. We try to be super sex positive. Um, I have an entire podcast called Feast Sheath and Shatter. So I really lose focus about like what the what the current cultural perception yeah, is. Yeah, I think like we're definitely getting more comfortable having sex in books, which is really interesting because it's way more voyeuristic. Like if I'm watching a movie, like if I'm watching it in, like if I'm watching a sex scene, say, um, I'm not experiencing that sex scene from anybody's point of view. I'm just watching it. But when I'm reading the book, I'm getting everybody's firsthand account of what is happening. And what the feelings are. And what the feelings are and what it feels like and how they're feeling. And you're literally in their head experiencing it with them. That feels far more voyeuristic to me than this movie did. Yeah. This movie to me did not feel... I mean, there were sex jokes. There were funny sex jokes. It didn't feel super exploitative. Right. Um, It felt very like, it felt like they got a bunch of women and they were like, are you comfortable being naked on camera? And they were all like, hell yeah. This this movie really felt like everyone was having fun making yes, this Yes, that's what I'm getting at. It felt like everybody was having a really good time. Um, I don't know. I, I, I didn't hate this movie. Would I sit down intentionally and rewatch this movie? I can't say the answer to that is yes. <laughs> Because to me, comedies are like a shared experience. I don't sit down and watch a comedy alone. I sit down and watch it with friends. And I can't imagine sitting down in a mixed group and being like, y'all, I got the movie for you. (laughs) Because I know how I feel about boobs. I know how you do. But you just don't. It's a wild card, right? It's a little bit like, hey, let's watch softcore porn together. Friends. (laughs) Except there's not sex. It's nudity without, uh, you know, divorced from sensuality. I mean, there's a couple of sort of sensual dances, 
But for the most part, it's like, ha, let's steal that car naked. That doesn't have anything to do with sex. It's just them stealing the car right. naked. That yeah. just ends up being just candid nudity. Right. And we get that one scene with Olivia where she's having sex with that guy. And it's a very... Where is it is intimate. And it's intimate. But it, the only weird thing is he keeps pulling her on top of him with her his back to her chest. His, her back to his chest so that her boobs are on full display. Right. But that's it. Like, it doesn't make sense. I'm not sure what position that would be. <laughs> but it's really just like, tits to the camera, honey. Tits to the camera. Right. There you go. Good job. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I'm glad we watched it. And I own it because it was the only way to watch it. <laughs> so if I do want to watch it again, hey, I got the DVD. So that's good to know. And what I love is if you flip the DVD case over, it has clips, like pictures from the movie, but they had to censor them because there's no, there's no stills from the movie that don't have. <laughs> they, they couldn't find breasts. any stills that did not have nudity. Yes. <laughs> so all the stills on the back have X's over the nipples. Yeah. You can go online on YouTube if you don't feel like buying this DVD. And you are, like, mildly intrigued. <laughs> you can go on YouTube, and if you're logged in, you can watch the trailer for this movie. And I had actually forgotten that they used to have R-rated trailers, and the banner used to be red. Mm -hmm. You know how the banner's green? They used yeah. to have red banner trailers that were R-rated. And there is nudity in the trailer. So if you want a taste of what you would get into if you bought this movie, that may be a good place to start because it's free. This movie was not, I mean, it wasn't expensive, but like it's not up for, it's not in the $5 bin at Walmart or anything. So it does cost a bit. <laughs> you, have um, to, you have to go on a hunt. Yeah. And if you don't feel like forking out the cash, not knowing if you are going to vibe with the giant dick jokes like we vibed with the giant dick jokes, then do feel free to go on and check out the trailer first. Um, so we have two more to go. Three more? No, this is number five. Thirst, Salem's Lot, and uh, Vlad Tepish. And okay. I actually think the Vlad Tepish one is like a documentary. But we'll find out because we're going to watch it. So we've got three more. We're going to watch Thirst, Salem's Lot, and Vlad Tepish. Um, so I'm really excited about it. I think Thirst is an Australian movie. Mm-hmm. And then Salem's Lot, of course, is an iconic American. I don't know if it was a television show or a mate. I don't know. We're going to find out. Salem's Lot's been adapted a bunch because it's Stephen King. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. And then I think Vlad Tepesh is like documentary. The life of the actual Vladish love, the poker. <laughs> <laughs> That's a, what Dev we do Volker. in the shadows reference. <laughs> um, I haven't put them up yet, but I won some trivia when we were on our cruise. And Kate told me, why are these, this, my cruise trivia trophies not on Instagram yet? So if you want to go follow us on Instagram, you can see them. But I won it for comedy monsters and we won it for supernatural television shows. And one of the comedy monster questions was, who is the oldest character on What We Do in the Shadows, the movie? And everyone's like, ah, Vladislav. And I was like, Peter. <laughs> <laughs> we were the only table. <laughs> There's probably like 20 or 30 tables of yeah. people there. And we were the only ones They're who like, knew Peter. Yeah. Probably because they'd only watched the TV show. Maybe. I don't know. But I was like, Peter. And the lady goes, whoop. Oh, I heard somebody. Somebody said it. And I'm like, Peter. <laughs> I thought everyone was going to be shouting it with me. <laughs> yeah, like when you yell, yell really loud in the class because you think everybody's going to say it on three. Yeah. And then you're like, oh, no. <laughs> you're the only one. <laughs> I'm the only Oops. one. <laughs> I overcommitted to that. <laughs> in fact, like the table next to us after a while, we're like, oh, we're just waiting for you to shout out the right answer. I'm like, I'm sorry that I have a very specific set of skills. Okay. <laughs> We have a podcast, don't have, you know? <laughs> I have a podcast about this shit. I don't know what you're talking about. Um, yeah, and now we'll be able to answer questions about, you're like, okay, in here's the trivia, vampires in 1979. Fuck yes, I studied for this. <laughs> Watched them all. Um, 
I'm really glad you made that connection last week about the fact that Dracula's rights expired this year in 1979. Mm-hmm. And that's probably why we are getting all of these adaptations. It was a whole bunch of people had projects just on the shelf waiting yeah. for those to expire. Because they would have been like, okay, they're coming up six months. We won't even have to pay. We just wait a little bit. Well, you're the one who told me. Well, you, I told you the rights expired, but you were like, that's probably why they're all the movies. Right, yeah. You said Werner Herzog was waiting for the rights to expire to make his. Yeah. And I guess I made the connection. That was for all of them, too. They were all doing that. Yeah. 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 I had, I was probably still half asleep from watching <laughs> that one's not bad. You know what? It's just, I think it's because it's we went. It's a vibe. It's a vibe. It's a whole ass vibe. Um, and I think it's because we went from Franklin Gallo's Dracula to Love at First Bite, which is snappy and fun and full of pop culture references and fast, short little scenes and really quippy dialogue. And then we went to Nosferatu, the vampire, with actual mummies, 11,000 rats, a um, hundred and... <laughs> Rambling philosophical dialogue. Yeah, I was going to say like a hundred minutes of... Uh, screen time and like 20 minutes of actual action. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it's beautiful. But it's beautiful in like, if you watch, (laughs) remember when screensavers used to slowly change from one picture to another? (laughs) (laughs) A little bit like that. (laughs) I'm not having no shade on it. It's a good movie. It's just not like a Sometimes hmm. when you go to the museum and you look at the art, there are some pieces of art that you stop and you have to digest. You have to put effort into attending to the details. Mm -hmm. And it's a valuable experience. And you're glad you did it. But it doesn't pull you in so aggressively as other pieces of art. You know, it's no slower than 2001 A Space Odyssey, and it's more linear. That's true. And um, I know lots of film bros that will circle jerk about <laughs> 2001 A Space Odyssey all day long. But uh, it's in space and there's computer screens. So... Isn't it by some famous director? Stanley Kubrick. Is it? 2001 A Space Odyssey? Yeah. Yeah, Kubrick did the movie. Oh, I've seen it, and I, I don't know. I don't know. If you're listening to podcasts because you want the podcasts that know the directors and are like, oh, I just love everything Kubrick has done. I've only been paying attention to directors for like three years. Um, <laughs> well, <laughs> I'll be 40 next year. <laughs> I watch a movie and I go, I like that. Who did it? And then I go look at who <laughs> yeah. did it. And then I'll watch another movie and go, I like that. Who did it? Then I'm like, oh, it's the same guy. Oh, good. Two hits. Good, you. <laughs> good on the, you. The, they have a trend. <laughs> I think the only reason we knew Werner Herzog at all was like, oh, it's Werner Herzog, the beige guy. <laughs> I mean, I've seen well, him do other stuff. Yeah, I, I knew of Werner Herzog yeah. before official sad beige, but official sad beige kind of revived it in my psyche yeah i'm not saying that we're those like oh i don't even need to know the director i'm just saying that that is not the top priority for us when we're looking for movies and so it's not something that i always remark on it is helpful to know oh okay like i know i like ridley scott there's not a whole lot that ridley scott has done that i'm not like all right prometheus besides the alien movies (laughs) In which we ran away from a large rolling wheel when we could have just turned sideways and gone ba-doop. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's the classic, <laughs> it's the classic, oh no, it's coming for me. I better run in a straight line. <laughs> Every time I see, you know what ruined that for me? Ruined it. We'll just bring this all the way back to Austin Powers. It's the, <laughs> the steamroller <laughs> scene. <laughs> This steamroller scene from Austin Powers. Oh, that was so effective. I can never watch another. This thing is rolling at me and I have frozen scene because all I can see is the get out of the way. Move. And he's like, ah. Uh, 
Yeah. Well, we got off topic, but that's all right. I think this is the kind of movie that just invites coming off of topic. Coming off, getting off, one might say. <laughs> um, I think I'm going to leave it there. Do you have anything you'd like to add? Remember, sometimes the strangest things are the most beautiful, too. <laughs> it's just, I just really feel like that's so applicable to the, this whole theme. Oh, oh, oh. We should talk about our book club before you get into that. Thank you. Thank you. That was an excellent idea. But uh, we just did our November book club book. We have our December book club book coming up, but then we will be free to choose new books. And if anyone would like to... Much like Leto II is free from his father's prescience in (laughs) The Children of Dune. (laughs) Um, we really want to do a cyberpunk deep dive. So I was thinking maybe we could integrate the two and stick to some cyberpunk novels. Um, maybe do some of the seminal cyberpunk. So, you know, snow crash, snow crash, Ursula K. Le Guin, you know, like left hand of darkness. We could do some Michael Moorcock. So I think what we're going to do. Um, yeah. Neuromancer. Yeah. Yep. So I think we're going to do a uh, combo and do our book club themed. And unless somebody raises a real big stink about it, it's going to be cyberpunk. All right. So look forward to that. I'll make a new infographic. And this time I'm going to be putting my calendar up on the website and each book will have a link to the story graph read along. So if you are reading the books and you want to go and join the StoryGraph and follow me, which is all free, just and we're not sponsored by StoryGraph yeah. at all. You could click on the link and all day long. And read I don't alongs make are a feature. I was getting ready to contact yeah. them to say, hey, can we do something like this? And then they announced, hey, new feature, read alongs. You can share it as a public link, it's like pretty, a book club on the internet. It's cool because it's yeah. forums. And then forums are locked until you get to a certain percentage. So I can have like a 0% forum where anybody can comment. And then there's like, if you get to 50%, you can comment here. Or if you get 100%, you can comment here. So it's like a, that way you don't spoil things. Right. Until you're later in the book. So I'm, I'm really excited about it. I've got that all set up. Um, I'd really like it if people came over there and participated. I joined <laughs> and- your read-along, honey. Did you? I did. Thank you. I didn't get a notification. I probably have those turned off. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, um, Rachel looked down in shame. Do go look over at that. Storygraph is a really super cool alternative to Goodreads. It's woman owned. It's minority owned. Um, it has. It's not Amazon, which is literally the only qualification it requires at this point for me, and. It gives you so much more than a star rating. I can put that I've read it. I can put my review of it. And I am not locked in to giving you stars. There's even a an open, comma-separated list of tropes that you can add. Yep. And then you can search on those if other people have put in similar tropes. Yep. So... Go check out StoryGraph. Join it. It's free. They have a $5 a month plan if you want to support them. If you don't, that's fine. We're not affiliates. I have no go to storygraph.com forward slash strange and beautiful. I wonder if we could get a sponsorship. (laughs) We could contact them. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Anyway, do go over there. Join my read along. I'm going to have links on the website, on the page that has the book club calendar. You can also follow me on Instagram. I put all the stuff up on there. It's at Strange and Beautiful Network. I do have a TikTok too, but don't don't hold me to that. <laughs> don't hold me to that. Or you can email us at the hosts at strangeandbeautiful.club if you want to send me a suggestion directly, or you can fill out the suggestion form on the website. And I think that's all the plugging I want to do. So you can do, 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 do it again. Do it again. Mana Inc. So be who you are and love what you love. Until next time, friends. Bye. Bye.